Why is the first rain called It teaches everybody to smooth out their roofs and to bring their fruit in and to do whatever they have to do because it's starting to rain. Another pshat, it, it fattens up the land. It, it gives water all the way to the depths of the earth. So you see the concept that rain gives revaya, gives the fattening to the land. So that happens from the rain. That's why it's called yere. It comes down calmly. It doesn't come down with fury. Maybe it knocks off the fruit. And washes away the seeds. And the trees. Maybe it says that tsunami. We're comparing the two. Just like Malkish is a bracha. Yair is a bracha. Now, how do you know? Malkish is a bracha. Malkish is the later rain. Malkish is the later rain. It brings up different kinds of creatures that are not good for the ground. So, Rosh says it's kind of Arba, but it begins so it's not a good, and it doesn't benefit the ground. So the kids are dashing back and forth. So how do you know? It's interesting because the Pasuk says if you do the mitzvahs, I'll bring Yair al-Malkish. So it's funny that Yair al-Malkish should mean something negative if the Torah is saying if you do the mitzvahs, I'll give you this uh, benefit. Holding middle of the how do you know that Yair is beneficial? He gave you Moira, which is Staka, which is good. So you see that the Pasa calls it Staka. So Mela, obviously, it's a good thing. And therefore, that's how you know that Yair is a good thing. If Yair is a good thing, then Malkish is a good thing. But it's interesting, because usually there's a mitzvah when you give stalky, you're supposed to scowl at the guy and yell at him for coming and disturbing your peace, and you throw the dollar in his face. So l'chayr, that, would, that means Yair wouldn't be a good thing, l'chayr. If I say something, Gemara, that that's not the way you're supposed to do it. When you give stalky, you're supposed to smile at the person and give it to him with a positive attitude. And Amela Yair, the Gemara says, is with a positive attitude, because we learn out from the word stalka. So to Gemara, Tony Abanan Yair b'Mar Cheshvin, Yair is in Cheshvin, Malkish b'Nisan, and the later rain falls in Nisan. Atayim Yair b'Mar Cheshvin, Malkish b'Nisan. Ayin El Yair b'Tishrei. Maybe Yair is in Tishrei, or Malkish b'Iyar. Maybe it's in Iyar, which is later. Tamalayra b'Itay Malkish. The pasuk says b'Itay, and the proper man for the rain is Cheshvin and Nisan. I'll compare them in Eretz Yisrael, and therefore that's how you know it falls at these two times. The reason why it's called Malkish, it's something that removes the stiffness 
of Klai So when a person doesn't have rain, he bends a little bit. When a person doesn't have Parnasa, he bends. He cha- even though a yid never bends and a yid never breaks, but that's not what it's talking about over here. It's talking about bending to their Bidishlam. That you can do. You can bend to their Bidishlam, Ben Sian. But Al Kapadim, you have to be Mao, Kashi Sayyid, Shell Yisrael. Every rule has an exception to the rule, even NWC. But Al Kapadim, it's Mao, Kashi Sayyid, Shell Yisrael. It's Mao, the Starkite of Kla Yisrael. And that's the way the Benishlam does. When a person is struggling with something, the reason why he's struggling is because the Benishlam wants him to bend a little bit in Avayidus Hashem. The person would bend before the problem comes, but as Hashem thinks would go much better. A different shot. So that's what Malkish means. That it, the tachlis, amazing thing, the tachlis of the rain, why the Baruch would just make it grow by itself? Because the tachlis of the rain is that a person should stag from the rain. If you think about it, if you live in America and everything runs smooth and you forget that the Zerubah Nishlam, so you don't have the benefits of Malkish. You have to have the benefits of Malkish that you need to come on to the Banisham. When, when a person, when the Banisham puts a person in a situation that he has to come on to the Banisham, that's not a chesarin, that's a maila. Something that completes the tvua when it's in its cash, meaning when it's complete, it finishes off the tvua, that's the later rain. Something that goes down on the straws, on the, mali- on the different kinds of straw, which again is later in the game, later in the year. So the kids Malkish is a later rain. So to Yeh has to be Beitai, and Beitai is considered Cheshvan. Tanya Idach, Yer be Machesh with a Malkish Benison de Vermeer. Vermeer says Yer is a Cheshvin, Malkish is an Eason, a Chamim Yer be Kislev. The Cham say no, Yer falls in Kislev. Man Chacham, who are the Chacham, Amrav Chizda, Rabbiaisi, it's a Biaisi Shita, the Tanya, the Brysa says, Ezehi, Revia Rishina, what is considered the first set of rain that falls in Eretz Israel. Habachira, the early rain, Bishleisha Machesh. Falls on the third day of Cheshvan. Bainan is the middle rain, Bishivabai. Seventh. Afela, the later rain, Bishivasarbai, Tivirabmer. So Mer says that there were three batches of rain. We'll see what the Nafkamina is. But there were three batches of Yoyre. And Amela, these are the dates, according to Rabmeir, when they fall. Rabbi Yehudaimer, he moves it up a few days. Bishiva, Ubi Yudzayan, Ubaasimishlaisha. He moves it up further in the month. Even further, so you see, according to Yaisi, on Rishchaydish Kislev, it is that's the that's the third of the rain. So according to Yaisi, so that's why Yehuda said it's Yaisi Yaira can fall in Kislev because the third stage of Yaira falls on Rishchaydish Kislev. Amr of Chizda, oh we skipped a line. V'chein Ha'Rabbi Yaisi Yaira ena yechidim misanim. When it didn't rain, they would fast. So the Yechidim, with the Yechidim, the Yechidim do not start fasting until Rish Chedesh Kislev. So you see Rish Chedesh Kislev is a time that the rain is supposed to fall. So if the rain doesn't fall, the Yechidim start fasting. So mainly you see that the that the rain is supposed to fall on Rish Chedesh Kislev. And that is like Rish Shita. That's a basically shitasai that the third rain should fall on Meshchedish Kislev, on Rav Chizda, Halacha Kabyasi, Rav Chizda says, we pass like Kabyasi. 
He says the Lashon like this. You start saying the same Talmud on the third day of Cheshvan. says said the like that you start saying the same Talmud on the seventh day of Cheshvan. Kiman Tanya. Who is it going like this that it says, Abshim Gamli Alaymer, Kishamim Shayardu Shiva Yamim, Zach Azef, if it rains for seven days straight, Atamayna Bahan Revia Rishayna Ushniya Ushlishis, you can count the, when you have seven days straight of rain, you could count either the first two rains or two, either one and two or two and three, meaning the amount of space between one and two, and two and three is seven days. So if it rains seven days straight, you can either get one and depending when it rains, but if it rains seven days straight, you can either get one and two, rain one and rain two, or rain two and rain three. Who is that going like Kabyasi? Because if you calculate according to the other sheet, let's say a mayor, the difference between the first rain and the second rain is only four days. Third third of Khajman and seventh day of Khajman. According to Yehuda, it's also from seven to seventeen is ten days, and from seventeen to twenty-three is six days. But according to Abyasi, you have seven days, which is interesting because according to Abyasi, you also don't really have seven days. But Akapanim Rashi, or whoever the, the, the Talmud of Rashi says, that Yud Zion to 23 is six days, but it's seven days if you include the days of the rain. Meaning if you're 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, that is seven days. So if it runs seven days straight, you get seven, if it starts in the 17th, you would get 17 and 23. That would be the first two rains. And the second two rains you can get also with seven days. That's some 23 to Rishchidosh Kislev. That, in that instance, Rashi says, or the Talmud of Rashi says, there would be a difference of seven days in between the rain. Meaning if it would rain seven days straight, and in, in between rain two and rain three, which rain two is 23, and rain three is Rishchidosh, is seven days. So Shem Gamliel that says seven days is, is obviously going like and So okay. So command That's like Sabyasi's understanding of when the rain is supposed to fall. So Mela, that that that, that member is going like So the Rashi's gear says halacha Yehuda. says not Rabbi See the two lines in the bottom. Rashi says Why that holds. That Bechira, that the first rain is on the seventh day of Cheshvan. And we're going to see in a minute why it's relevant. But Akaponim, according to we Paskin, like of Yehuda, that the first rain starts falling on the seventh day of Cheshvan. And Amela, like we'll see in a minute, it's Nagel Alachlamaisa, when the first rain is supposed to fall, which, according to Amela, would be on the third day. But we Paskin, like Yehuda, is on the seventh day. So in that aspect, of Chizda says, we Paskin, like of Yehuda, that you rain, you start. We're going to see in a minute, you say the same Talamatar from the seventh day of Cheshvan, which is the first time it's supposed to rain. That's the one that speaks out. Bishlama, Revere, Rishayna, the first, right, we said there are three rains. 
One, two, three. What's the nafkamina of these three rains? What's the halachic nafkamina? So Bishlamah Revi'er Rishayin, the first rain that falls, Lisha, the nafkamina is when you start saying the Saint Talmatar. So it's Machlegis Tanaim when the first rain is supposed to fall, and therefore you start saying the Saint Talmatar accordingly. So because the Gemara said we pass like Yehuda, that the first rain is supposed to fall on the seventh day. So Mela, that, that's like we said Ram Gamliel before, you start saying the Saint Talmatar on the seventh day of Cheshvan, that's like a Yehuda Shita, because Hussein Talmatar is by the first batch of rain. Shlishish Lisanis, what's the third batch of rain relevant for? When you start fasting. If there was no rain until the third batch, you went all three, all three times and rain didn't fall, so then you got to start fasting. That's the, that's, the, that's the relevance of the third man. So we know what the first man is for, and we know what the third man is for. Shni alamai. What's the nafkimina with the second man? Who cares about the middle's man of rain? Amr Abzeir The middle's man is relevant for nadayim. Bez Hashem, we are going to learn. We are going to know. Masachas nadayim. In Yerushalayim, we are Kadesh. And the Mishnah over there says, Ditanan hanoider ad agishamim. A person makes a nether until gishamim or atche yehu agishamim until it rains. Atche teirid. That's the Bach's girsa. Then the Mishnah says, Until the middle rain falls. So the middle rain is considered the standard rain. And therefore, if a person makes a nether, that he's, only, that he's not going to do something until Gshamim, we assume it means the middle rain. So that's the Nafkamina of the middle rain. Nafkamina is for Nadarim. So the first rain is the Saint Talmatar. Third rain is when you start fasting. And the middle rain is for a person makes a nether to Gshamim. Reb Zvid Reb Zvid says the nafkimina is for Alas. Tetan mehemas aikaladim utar malekat reshikcha over peah. People used to leave in the fields like at shikcha and peah for the aniyim. Let's say you want to go and take the leftovers. Let's say they make a suda for the basayin. When are you allowed to come take them? Well, the basayin everyone's allowed to take. But let's say they make a suda. Echveis, we finish. We make donuts. We finish the steparik. You bring donuts. So when are you allowed to start taking? When is it considered that the ilam is finished taking and someone else is allowed to take? So what's the halacha? Say the same halacha, but like a chikropeya. So the Gemara says, Mishayelchu ha nemushis. It's a Mishnah. When the nemushis go through the field, that is what anyone else can take. We're going to see in a minute what the nemushis are. Beperet uva oilolis, that's by a vineyard. There's a different kind of matanas that go to the aniyam. It's peret. That's like leket. Peret is like leket. If one or two things fall off, so then you have to leave it there for the aniyam. Uva oilolis is a kind of uh, grapes that don't grow in a normal way. They grow uh, immature. They grow like out of order. They're not, they're not floating on each other properly like a, like a cluster of grapes. Those are called oilolis. They also go to the aniyam. So when are you allowed to take When is anyone allowed to take it? Mishiel chuaniyam ikaram when the Aniyim go in the Karim twice, they walk in once, and they walk in twice, so then you assume that everything that's left there is Hefker. Bezeisim, what about an olive? When the second rain falls, after that we assume the Aniyim are not coming back anymore, and anyone's allowed to take it. So again, to just to recap what we're holding, we're trying to explain what's an Afkimina of Revia Shnia. So now we have another Afkimina. When you're allowed to take, like at Shikha, when, when, when you're allowed to take the Matanis Aniyim of a Zayas orchard, from when the second rain falls, then you're allowed to take. And the Gemara explains, my Nemushis, what a Nemushis, Amr Rabbi Yechanan, Savi Da'azli Atigra, the old fellows that walk on a cane. 
So because they need a cane to walk, so they walk much slower. So therefore, after they finish, then nobody else is coming afterwards. They figure there's no, nothing left. Reish Lakish says, the way Rashi learns it over here, if an Ani comes with his son, together with him, so you have double checking, so once they pass through, so then you assume that the, the, the Aniim are going to assume that there's nothing left, and a Mela, after that, and Usher's allowed to take. So what's the Pshad? My person lives in Amun and he never is Miyayish. So he, Ani walks in the field, he says, everyone went through, I don't care, I'm going to do it, I'm going to find. So why in the world are you allowed to go take it? Maybe the Ani had Amun and and he wasn't Miyayish, and a Mela, he, you can't go take it. Abaran Leib sounds like a funny shot. Abaran Leib zochel levracha asks this cash. He doesn't ask it over here. He asks it by Yish. The halacha is if you find money in Mishnah Sriyavim, the halacha is you're allowed to keep it. The chayy you have betachin. The chayy you'll make sure to find it. My daughter lost a twenty dollar bill in gourmet glat. That was by Corona when nobody was around, and she went back to the store. She had betachin, and this was right there, right on the floor. No one touched it. So the chayy, a person has betachin. He never gives up. So you find money on the floor. How you allowed to keep it? Maybe the guy had betachin. He wasn't miyayish. Ayid never gives up. We have to add that to the story, to the song. Ayid never gives up. Ayid has a mun and betachin. In fact, the So why you let it keep it? You know, Baron Leib says, most people don't have betachin. That's what he says. He says, most people don't have betachin. So maybe you could assume that the guy was probably miyayish. But if you're from the lucky few that are zaycheh to live with a mun and betachin, in a you never give up. Ayid never gives up. Huh? No, okay, so a guy with real betachan says, I don't lose my I don't care if it's in What's the difference if it's in my pocket? A yid that lives in betachan says, there's no difference if the money's in my pocket or it's in the middle of the uh, of Manhattan. It's not that both, it's both guarded by their banisham. There's no difference. A yid, that's how a yid has to live. That's not yish. That's yish. I'm going to go find it. That's not yish. I'm going to go find it. I, I dropped it. I'm telling you, I'm going to go find it. I didn't lose it. No, I know my thing is still there. No. If a guy lives in Amun and Betachan, there's no odds of him losing his $100 and it's in his safe or if it's on the street in Manhattan. What's that, Yish? Why is that, Yish? If a guy had... Why are you Yish? No, absolutely not. A guy that lives in Betachan goes back to find it. Huh? You could, but I want no... Could. No, I understand, but if a guy lives in betachin, would he say would he never give up on his hundred dollars? That's the pro- that's the proper way to look at it. You know, you could also have betachin; you'll get a hundred dollars tomorrow too. But if you lose a hundred dollars, you never lose it. Betachin means you never lose anything. You can't lose anything. The banishim's in charge. You can't lose anything. It's all Hashem's world. If you, if I would lose a hundred dollars, no, he's not miyayish. She doesn't give up. No, but you don't think you didn't, you don't think you lost it. You don't. Okay, this this is. This is for the Betachin Shiro when we resume on Pesach Hashem Shabbos and WC. But like a we have to we resume this Medover. Uh, okay. So, but anyway, that's Avaran Leib's Shaila and that's Avaran Leib's Tarts. Zag de Gemaya. So, so we said a second reason why a person, what the Tachlis of the second reign is. We're holding 10 lines on the top. Vavamid Beis. Another Pshat. Rev Nachem Beitz. We skipped one. Uh, Rab Papa says when you're allowed to walk through paths through the fields, because uh, the halach is 
Revia Shnia. A person is allowed to walk through other people's fields until Revia Shnia falls. Once Revia Shnia falls, so then the stuff are already going to get ruined if you step on it, and therefore you're not allowed to walk through somebody's uh, planted fields once it's Revia Shnia. Avnachem Yitzchak Amar Levar Perishvius. Avnachem Yitzchak says the halacha of beer. The halacha of beer is very interesting. It's not a gift for this year. It's a gift for next year. Someone told me he's going to Etzel. I said, Do you know the halacha of Shmita? Going to Etzel? I know the halacha of Shmita. I don't know. You have to know the halacha of Shmita. He says you buy something with a hechsher. Buying something with a hechsher doesn't help you if you have Perish Shmita. It's very serious matzav in Eretz Yisrael. But beer is not nigeh this year. Beer is nigeh next year. The halacha beer is when there's no fruit left in the fields anymore. So for the animals, then you're not allowed to eat it anymore in your house. You have to mafkir it according to most Rishonim. You have to get rid of it. You have to throw it out of your house. So that when is considered this man beer of certain items. So one of this manim is Revia Shnia. The Tanah and the Mishnah says, Until when could you have anah and burn the straw of Shemitah? Until the second rain falls. So that's another nafkimina for the second rain. The Pasuk says that the pair of Shviyas has to be for the animals. As long as the chai can eat in the fields, you're allowed to feed your animal in the house. If, it, if it's gone from the chaya, you, you have to get rid of it for your animal. You're not allowed to feed it to your animal anymore once it's out of the fields. It's interesting. In this Gemara, you see the difference between a chaya and a behemoth. We see it a few times. A chaya is an animal that generally runs wild. A behemoth is an animal that generally is domesticated. So therefore, when you have a, when the wild animals can't access it anymore, then the behemoth also is not allowed to access it anymore. Amr Bavo, my Lashin Revia. Why is rain called Revia? Dover Sherevea Es Hakarka. Something gets boiled, the Karkalashin Revia. Kidrav Yehuda, Dhamrav Yehuda, Mitra, Baila de Arahu. Rain is like the husband of the ground. The up the rains that come down are like being Mashpia on the ground like a husband. Shinemar, Kikasha Yeid. So you see over here that rain is Hailida and Hitzmicha. So maybe you see that it's a it's a lotion of Hailada by rain. So why on Ahmed Aleph when the Gemara said Miravas Aretz, why didn't the Gemara bring this Pasik of Vihirva Esaretz Vahilida Vitzmicha? I'm not sure. But I can put him here. You see in the Pasuk also that rain is mirave as hard. So it also makes the land fat and shikr. But I don't think I'm going to bring this Pasuk. There's an earlier Pasuk, Pasuk in Yishat. Well, actually, maybe not. Yesh line. What's considered earlier? Tehillim. Tehillim was written before Yeshaya. Palamaisa, Yeshaya is in Na, is Nevi'im, and Tehillim is Ksuvim. So maybe we quote something from David Amalach as the first before Yeshaya. Yesh line. Even though Tehillim is later, Tehillim was written by David Amalach. So this Pasuk is a Pasuk in Yeshaya. And the pasuk that he brought him out, as a pasuk can tell him, maybe that would go first. What revia rishayna kadesha tered bekarka tefach revia rishayna is enough rain that there should be a tefach full of of the karka should it should seep into the ground a tefach deep shnia the second rain kade laguf ba pichavis is enough to make mud that you should be able to smooth out the top of a chavis to put mud on the top of a chavis if it rains enough that it gets really muddy so then that is considered enough rain 
that would be considered a bracha. If it rains enough, that it should be muddy enough, that you could use the mud to cover the the chavis, that's not considered v'atzar, that's not considered that the rain was held back. Rain that falls before you say the word v'atzar, is not considered rain that is held back. What does that mean? You say the word va'atzar twice. You say it in the morning and you say it at night. If the rain fell before the va'atzar of the night, meaning if the rain fell during the day, that is considered proper rain. But if the rain fell before you say va'atzar in the morning, that's not considered proper rain. Early morning rain is not considered proper rain. So you see from this Gemara that they used to say Kriyashma in the morning, obviously. But in those days, they didn't say Kriyashma in the afternoon. They didn't wake up at 12 o'clock and say Kriyashma. Apparently they said Kriyashma in the morning. That's the Rosh from this Gemara. But Agabon, the Gemara says that if it rolls in the morning, that is, that is, Yesh Ba'amishim Ba'atza. Rain in the morning is not so beneficial. Ta'amir Ab Yehuda Ba'yitzchak, Hani Anani Ditzafra, Les Bahu Mashasha. The clouds in the morning are pointless. Tehsev Ma'asalakha Ephraim, Ma'asalakha Yehuda, Ephraim is the Sarasa Shvatim, and Yehuda is the other two Shvatim. So that's the Pasik saying, Vikhastachem ke Anan Baikir. Your chesed is like Anan Baikir, is like the clouds of the morning. What are the clouds in the morning? They just make noise, but they don't do anything. That's the clouds in the morning. They're not beneficial. So some people's chesed is they make sure to advertise everything they're doing. And some people's chesed obviously has a purpose to actually be mischesed with the per- person you're doing chesed with. So Mela, sometimes the chesed of Klai Yisrael is Kanan Baker. I like the clouds in the morning, which are not really beneficial. It just gets your name stamped on the building. But that's where it starts and stops. The the uh, people say Amemra If you open the door and you see it's raining outside, so the travelers, the people that are traveling to bring the truckers that are bringing items from one place to the other, go back to sleep because there's no point in you trucking items to a different city because it's going to grow there very gishmak. If you open the door in the morning and you see it's raining, go back to sleep. The truckers should go back to sleep because there's no point in trucking items because they're going to have it over there. So you see clearly, rain in the morning benefits everybody. The truckers don't have to move things from one place to the next. So the chayyah, you see it is beneficial. One is if it's cl- if it's tied up with cl- if it's a lot of clouds, very very thick clouds. If it's tied up with thin clouds, then it's not good. So thick clouds in the morning, which means gezunta rain in the morning, that is beneficial. But light rain in the morning, just enough to make you realize it's raining, that's not beneficial. So the chesed of a person, if he's just to make sure that everybody knows I did a chesed, that's not beneficial. But if you want to be mashpia a gezunta shefa, that would be beneficial, and it's not the end of the world if people find that about it. We'll see about that a little bit later. Omar Rabbi Yehuda, listen to this Gemara. Tava leshata de teves armalta. It's good for the year if teves was an almana, meaning if there was no rain in teves. The reason why it's called an almana is because we said that rain is like the husband of the ground. So when it doesn't rain, it's like the ground is an almana. So it's good for a year when Teves 
doesn't have rain. Why not? Why shouldn't Teves have rain? The Gemara says a fascinating thing. Rashi says that the people that go learn are able to go learn because if it's not raining, the roads are not muddy. They can make it to show. They can make it to go learn. So you have to realize that when people are not going to learn, it impacts the year. We're talking about Metzias. It impacts the year. When you get up in the morning and you're Maisa Nefesh and you learn Taya, your day is different. But if you stay in bed, a guy told me last night, last night, uh, yesterday I slept in, I was chazering brachas. If you stay in bed and you're chazering brachas in bed, so then, it's not good for the year. You don't only benefit yourself, you benefit everybody else. So don't get up in the morning for yourself. Get up for everybody else. You benefit the year, huh? No, no, if you, if you learn to come in the morning, you learn Gishmak, you're Mashpia, Afagansiar. So that's one shot. Why it's good when it doesn't rain in Teves. Shudafna is a kind of a, a problem that comes in the Tfua, like as a, a kind of like a, a windy a problem that blows things on the Tfua, it ruins the Tfua. So if it doesn't rain in Teves, you don't have these Shudafin. It's not so de- detrimental. And Emeo, that's the reason why no rain in Teves is good. It says it's good for the year if Teves is full of rain. Minavalta means it's dirty, it has rain. So the Chayyus, see, it is good. If it didn't rain before Teves, so then it's good to rain by Teves. If it rained before Teves, so then you don't need rain by Teves, then it's not good because then it's easy to go to Teya, and then it's better if it doesn't rain in Teves. If it rains in a certain part in the in the country and a certain part it doesn't, that's not called va'atzar. That's not called a problem. Is that true? Any the pasuk describes what's going to happen when Klai Yisrael does have eris. I held back the rain. I held back the rain three months before till the cuts I rained on one city. Another city I didn't rain. One rain. One part has rain. So you see, the Navi is saying it's not good to rain on part of a city and on, on different part of a city. It's, it, 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 it should have rained. It's not good. They're both for a claw. The part that it rains and the part that it doesn't rain is considered a claw. So the chayyot's a claw. So If it rains too much, so the part that got, if all the rain falls on one part of the city, so that part gets washed out and the other part is dry, so it's if that's considered a claw, that's terrible. But if it just rains normally on one part, that is not considered a claw. So the Pasik in Amis, the Pasik we just brought before, is talking about whether it was tremendous rain on one part of the city, that's a problem. And on the other part it didn't rain at all. So both of them are negative. But if it rains normally on one part and on the other part it doesn't, that's fine. Amr Avashi, Tekanami, Tirsev Timata, Tehimakim Mata, Shramina. Timtar means it's a makim rain, meaning it rains a lot. So, Mela, you see the concept that if it rains too much on one part, it's a problem. Even if on one part it rains too much, one part nothing, that's considered a klala. When do you make a bracha on the rain? We're going to see in a minute. There's a special bracha they said on rain. Mishiyetse chasan likras kala. From when the chasan meets the kala. Rashi says, 
that means that it rains so much that the right we said the rain is like a chasen and a kala. So when the rain on the bottom meets the rain coming down, that's the eight say chasen likas kala. By the way, that's the minig that when the kala comes, the chasen walks three steps forward. Mishiate chasen likas kala. So meila that is that when there's enough rain, that's when you make the bracha. My mevarach what bracha do you make? Am Rabbi Yehuda Merav Moed Menachem Lucha Hashem Lekedu Akol Tipa VeTipa Shehirat Etalada. That's the way you thank the Rebbe Shlom. For every tipa, you don't just say a general thank you, you make a list. And you thank him for this, and for that, and for that. For every tipa, that's the end of Nishmas, and you end off, Baruch Rav HaHaydais. You say, you end off the bracha, Rav HaHaydais. Rav Haidais. For like Kal Haidais, it's Rav and not Kal. That's this is Pasha. Asa said, Yeshli Rav. And Yaakovinu said, Yeshli Kal. So the Gemara is saying to say Rav, to say Rav is not good. You should say Kal. Kal Haidais. Say everything. You know, not Rav. Amarava, Ema, Kal Haidais. Say Kal Haidais. And Amelo Yaitz of the Chalades. You don't say Rav. And you don't say, and you don't have a problem of only saying Rav. So you say Kal. Amarapapa, Hilka, Chnimrinu, Latavayo. Say both. Why? Because Rav, even though it only means most, but Rav also means a lot. When you say Rav, you mean a lot. So on one hand, when, when Esau was saying Yeshli Rav, he was saying, I have a lot. When Yaakovina is saying Yeshli Kali, he says, I have everything. So on one hand, that's a beautiful thing to say Kali Dais. On the other hand, we want to say Rav Dais to demonstrate that the Bashan gives us a lot. So therefore, we say both. We say Kali Dais and we say Rav Ha'idais.